Hey guys, what is up and welcome to Lights, Camera, Action, the original film review podcast where I myself talk about the most iconic, newest, and unheard of movies. Grab some popcorn and your favorite drink and enjoy the podcast. Happy belated Halloween, you guys. I hope you guys had an amazing Halloween. I know I did. I turned my backyard into like a little movie theater for myself. You know, of course, for work, for the podcast, for sure. I set, you know, I set up the projector, I got me some drinks, and I watched Five Nights at Freddy's. To think that I played the game for the first time on Friday, the day the movie came out, is just crazy. I enjoyed the game so much that I was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch the movie. And let me tell you guys, I don't think I've been this excited to watch a movie in so long. I was so hyped, it was just crazy. The movie starring Josh Hutcherson, Elizabeth Lale, and Piper Rubio came out just last Friday on October 27th and has already made an amazing $130 million. Guys, this movie came out like four or five days ago and $130 million is just crazy. Oh my gosh. I think the reason the movie has made so much is just because it was so anticipated. I mean, the game was released in 2014, so it's been nine years since the movie was published i'm sorry since the video game was published so all the fnaf fans out there five nights at freddy fans have been waiting nine years and they just came out with the movie so that's why i think it was so anticipated so i'm gonna give a little non-spoilers kind of like what i did last week so our non-spoilers so first off i would just like to start off by saying i loved the movie so much i think even if you're not a five nights at freddy's fan you will still love the movie because I came in with the mindset that the movie was going to be exactly like the video game. So I kind of went in with a not open mind and I should have changed that. If you're going to watch the movie, try to go in with the movie with like an open mindset. Because like I said, the movie isn't crazy like the video game. It's not like one man sitting, checking the cameras, short on battery. It's a lot more than that. I mean, guys, this movie has everything it has family betrayals it has stabbings in the back or should i say stabbings in the stomach it has friendship it has love it has betrayal it has trust i mean this movie has everything and i think the plot to the movie itself was just amazing like i said it wasn't much like the video game itself but with all the um like the plot itself how they were able to incorporate Five Nights at Freddy's into the person, the the main character's like um, internal conflict was just crazy. It was like I, they could have made the movie without the FNAF part, but the, the 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 way they were able to incorporate Five Nights at Freddy's with the internal character, with the internal problem of the character, was just amazing, and it was like the whipped cream, the sprinkles, and the cherry on top. Overall, I would give the movie a solid 9.3 just because it was so anticipated. I was so excited for it, and I loved the movie so much. Like I said, I just wish there could have been a little more actual Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to spoil it, like I said, but I think the whole movie was really revolving around the main character's dreams that's really what everything revolved around you know if he didn't if what happened to him didn't happen in the beginning of the movie then there would have been no movie and he was like every night at five night 
every night at um, Fosberg's Pizzeria, he would fall asleep because, you know, it's 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. And he would, like, lucid dream. And that's how what would happen at the pizzeria would happen. So basically what's happening in his dreams is foreshadowing or, like, predicting what's going to happen in Five Nights at Freddy's. So like I said, guys, if you want to watch the movie, go ahead and stop here because beyond this point is spoilers, a whole movie debrief. So if you guys want to watch the movie, go watch it. It is such an amazing movie. Like I said, I'm so glad I watched it. All you FNAF fans out there, be sure you go watch it. Make sure you have a nice open mindset because yeah, it's not much like the video game, but a movie is named after an awesome video game, so be sure to go watch it and enjoy it. Have some popcorn, your favorite drink, and just enjoy it. It was an awesome movie, like I said. It actually is streaming, which is crazy. It's streaming on Peacock. We're not sponsored, so don't say anything. But it's it's available on Peacock if you have the Peacock subscription. And the Peacock subscription is only $5.99 a month. So if you want to watch the movie at home, so cheap so easy go ahead and do it thank you guys if you want to watch the movie go ahead and watch it enjoy it and then after make sure you come back and finish my perspective and my more in-depth opinion of the movie thank you guys so much for listening and go enjoy your FNAF hey guys thanks for staying and I'm sorry if you didn't watch the movie I'm sorry you're not but it's okay that just means more time with me so the movie started out with uh, the main character. He he's um, he lost his brother. His brother was kidnapped, and that's basically how the entire movie started. Because if he hadn't lost his brother, he wouldn't be having all the lucid dreams he's having. So Mike Schmidt is his name in the movie. So we're just gonna call him Mike. Mike is an older brother. He had a younger brother who was kidnapped at the beginning of the movie. And then he also has a younger sister now, Abby. So they live together. Both their parents are gone. One died and one ran away. So they're living together. Mike is has no job. He can't control himself because he has kind of like PTSD from losing his brother. And he can't just hold down a job. So... He finally gets the job at Five Nights at Freddy's. The first job, uh, sorry, the first night is pretty chill, like in the video game. Nothing really happens. The movie itself takes place the first night for maybe about a minute, and then he goes on. He has a babysitter staying with his younger sister, so we're not worrying about that. But there was a plot twist, actually. When, the babys- when we found out that the babysitter is actually a bad guy, and is working with the enemy and when i say the enemy i'm talking about um mike and abby's aunt the aunt aunt jan jan yeah that's her name it just sounds weird sorry aunt jan is trying to get custody of abby and abby wants to stay with her older brother mike so the um when i say the babysitter is working with aunt jan trying to find incriminating evidence against mike so she could have abby all for herself so um the babysitter her name is max in the movie max and some of her friends go down to five nights at freddy's why do i keep on saying that they keep on going down to fosbury's pizzeria to trash the place to vandalize it to make um 
Mike Schmidt look like a bad security guard, and they do that. It's the middle of the day, but since um, Fosbury's Pizzeria shut down, no one's there. So they go in the middle of the day, and they just trash the place. They are breaking everything. They're stealing anything they can, and it's just not pretty for Mike. But the um, animatronics aren't happy. The animatronics aren't liking what these bad people are doing. And these animatronics, they're able to move by themselves. That's, that's the whole concept of the movie and the video game. So what the monsters or the, um, I'm sorry, what they do, guys, I, you know, sorry, what the animatronics do, they go around the pizzeria to find these burglars, these trespassers, and they brutally kill them. Like, not just, you know, they don't suffocate them, they don't, you know, stab them, no. Like, one person they cut in half, one person they, like, put a mask on them that had, like, chainsaws in it, so it, like, tore their face up. It was just such a gruesome movie. Not necessarily a gruesome movie, but there was, like, some gruesome murders, so that happened, and that was pretty cool. And I forgot to mention this earlier. But the main reason Fosbury's Pizzeria went out of business was because kids went missing. So, on the second night of working at Fosbury's Pizzeria, Mike is there a little longer. He has another lucid dream, but he also realizes that the police officer shows up. He lets her in and boom, they, I don't want to say they instantly hit it off, but they were already good friends. And... Because of how trustworthy he was of her and how like friendly and cheerful she was, I was kind of like on the edge about her. I was kind of suspicious about her. But in the end, she, she turned out to be a good guy. And so she knows everything about Fosbury's Pizzeria. It's kind of weird. Like she knows where everything is. She knows how everything works. And she even knows that the animatronics are possessed by ghost children. It's so weird. We'll get into that later. So we know that the, she knows that the animatronics are possessed by ghost children, but she doesn't tell Mike until night three. So night two is still pretty chill. They don't know that Max and her friends are dead. So they go into night three and because Max is dead, Mike has to bring his younger sister, Abby, to um, Fosbury's Pizzeria. As Mike is doing his work, um, he falls asleep. Abby wakes up in the middle of the night and goes to play with the animatronics. And because these animatronics are nice, and because these animatronics are children, are like have the soul of children, they're nice to Abby and they're actually friends. Like they're playing together and doing everything together. And then when Mike wakes up, he's like, um, what's happening? And then when uh, Veronica, is that her name? Yeah, no, sorry, Vanessa. When Vanessa walks in, the police officer, she walks in, she's like, oh, by the way, Mike, these things are possessed by um, children's souls who went missing. And so he's like, why didn't you tell me this earlier? So he doesn't want to go back to work the next day, but he really has to because he's almost out of money. He's about to lose his sister. So night four, he goes back. And this is actually one of the most important nights because, like I said, every time he goes to sleep, every time Mike goes to sleep, he has uh, these lucid dreams. And there's five kids 
and this these lucid dreams are the scariest part of the movie in my opinion like every time every time he would have his dreams i would get like chills down my spine and it was just like a really unsettling and disturbing part of the movie because he knew these kids somehow he didn't know how he knew them but he knew he knew them so he would try to talk to them and he's always talking with them and trying to figure out who stole his brother that's the main thing he's trying to do in the end mike is trying to figure out who stole his brother so he can you know go punish them so they talk and he kind of gets an idea on what's happening and he's like oh okay 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 so night four was a very important night and so they go home and they do their thing and then now it's night five night five it's the climax of the movie you know the last night before he gets paid so this is when um vanessa comes out and explains to mike that her dad kidnapped all those children and he murdered them yeah the police officer's dad worked at fosbury's pizzeria kidnapped those children and killed them so it turns out those children that Mike had been seeing in their dreams were the children that were killed by that evil man, William Afnoff. That's his name in the movie. He was killed. No, all these children were killed by him. And these are the children that run the animatronics. And so night five, as Mike is falling asleep, he makes a deal. He makes a deal with these children in his dream. And the deal is the following. This is what the kids say. Listen, you can have your old family back. You can have your younger brother and your parents and everything will be perfect. Perfect, wonderful life. And in return, we get Abby. And Abby is his younger sister. He thinks about it as he plays with his younger brother's hair. Mike says yes. Mike says yes to the deal. And then after about 10 to 15 seconds of realizing what he just committed to, he tries to back out of the deal. He turns around and none of the kids are there. The kids that he made the deal with are gone. He's like, wait, please come back. I changed my mind. I don't want this. I want Abby back. So he wakes up and William Afnoff, the guy who killed the children, is still alive. And he's actually one of the animatronics, not one of the four that we know, but he's like the ringleader. And he's able to, I guess, brainwash and control the other animatronics to go attack Abby and kidnap Abby. So William Afnoff, the main terrorist, yeah, we're going to call him a terrorist because that's exactly what he is, a child killer and kidnapper. He is a terrorist. So this terrorist, he has his own suit. It's like a yellow bunny. And there are pictures, like drawings that all the kids made of them following and being with the yellow bunny. You know, in these pictures, the yellow bunny is a nice guy. Nice and everything. Everyone loves him. So as they're in all the pictures, he's shown as a nice guy. So the animatronics that are being controlled by these children's souls are being puppeted or controlled by this terrorist in the yellow bunny suit. So 
Mike and Vanessa, the police officer, are trying to stop all the animatronics from attacking and capturing Abby. They slow down all the animatronics by using tasers, water, and those like electric bayonets that animal control animal control uses and the electricity messes with the circuits in the animatronics so that's why they're using them so after they stop all of the animatronics it's basically vanessa and mike versus the terrorist in the yellow bunny suit they're working and fighting and then vanessa shoots her dad in the arm of course he survives because he has that metal suit But when he does, he stabs her in the stomach. So she's effectively effectively out of this fight. So now it's Mike versus the terrorist over the Battle of Abby. Abby does what she needs to do. She takes down all of those pictures and those drawings of the nice yellow bunny and replaces them with her drawing. Her drawing is the yellow bunny suit holding a bloody knife with the animatronics and children sliced in half so the animatronics are no longer under his control and the animatronics understand that this dude is not a good dude and Abby's our friend we want to protect Abby and we need to stop this yellow anim- this yellow bunny so they do that you know these these animatronics they go attack him they go stop him And then he gets killed at the end of the movie. A pretty cruel death. Like I said earlier, one of the masks, they put the children or the animatronics, they put a mask over um, this terrorist. And what this mask does, it has like electric kind of chainsaw things on the inside. So when it put on his face, his face was like, he was killed. And it was like a mind blown. So the um the animatronics survived they stayed alive unfortunately vanessa is in the hospital now she is you know under life support and she's still not alive but abby and mike are alive so initially the initially the movie ends in a happy and somewhat of a happy ending good guys win for the most part and then the bad guy loses so that is it for tonight's podcast episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I hope you guys also take the time to go out and watch the movie because it is such a good movie. So, like I said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to click follow and post notifications on so you know right when the newest episodes come out. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.